welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine, your host. And today I have the pleasure of having Mary Schiller with me. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jasmine. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. That's good. So, Mary, uh, people know that lately I've had Pam finding my guests for me and I had you on my list, but I would like you to please introduce yourself to my listeners. Sure. So again, my name is Mary Schiller and it's hard to, you know, whenever people ask you to introduce yourself, it's like, how do you condense yourself into a couple yeah. of sentences? So what I would say is that I am an independent author. I've written several books and self-published them on Amazon. I have worked as a coach in various capacities since 2016, both as a life coach and a business coach. And now my aim is to kind of twofold where I want to support other coaches in getting their businesses off the ground more easily uh, by preparing some materials for them and with them. And then I also have a big focus on giving talks around the idea of living the life that you really want. Mm -hmm. And so both of those things are very important to me. So that's my real focus right now. Very cool. So when um, now I'm talking to the listeners. So uh, yesterday I received an email from Mary and she was like, Jasmine, what are we going to talk about? And I was kind of like, well, you know, let's just chill and all of this. And then she sent me her about me page. And then my head went crazy. And I was kind of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> and it was just funny it because it's very funny I find it funny because I see that it's all thinking in the end that it's all made up that I make it up to be something really big and I know I'm not the only one who does that I know a few people listening right now that are going oh wow um but it it's really interesting that that shows up for me and but then when I get into the the conversation and it, I it settles and then I get to Oh yeah, it's, she's a woman just like me, and she's just done more. That's it, you know. Like really, the fact that the, the matter is, we're all human, and we can all relate to one another. Um, and that that has enabled me to live the life that I want. Um, in that respect, because I was able to identify it, and I was able to to see when it shows up. And then I was able to dare. So that's why I call it dream it, dare it, do it. So like, mm -hmm. just like if you have a dream, dare, then just do it. You'll mm -hmm. see at one point it's, it becomes this habit, right? That mm -hmm. we, we get. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to hear what you think of living the life you mm -hmm. want. Cause I've looked at what you've done now, <laughs> went into my head and freaked out <laughs> and then I really saw that you're living the life that you want, like you're publishing books, you're out there helping coaches, you're living in France. What is your point mm -hmm. of view about that? Well, it's interesting that you said the word habit, because I feel like that is actually a really important word in this whole conversation. And what I mean by that is that you can, you can have a habit, let's say, of 
hearing a desire in your heart or your soul or however you want to describe that, you know, that place that we all have that kind of speaks to us. You can hear something from that place and you can have a habit of just shutting it off, of just not Mm -hmm. listening to that. And you'll have, you know, thoughts pour into your mind like, well, that's stupid. That's never going to happen. So just put it out of your mind because you don't want to be disappointed when it doesn't happen. And, you know, there's everybody has a lot of those kinds of thoughts. They're very normal. And you can develop a habit of giving those kinds of thoughts your energy and attention and focus, and you can see them as true. And you don't even really realize that you're doing that. It's very much an unconscious decision that has simply become kind of a knee-jerk reaction when you hear something in yourself like that. And what I have found is that it's actually very easy to change that habit. It's, it's simply a matter of when you hear something like that within yourself, just take a beat there. <laughs> You know, and if those thoughts come in that tell you it can't happen or it's impossible or whatever they are, it's been very helpful for me to know that those are basically universal human thoughts. Like everybody has them. And so I don't need to give them any weight because they're just normal human. Uh, it's a normal human response. It has something I'm sure to do with self-preservation or something like that, like a fear of the unknown, because, you know, in the olden days when we were having to go around and hunt for food and stuff, we had to be very vigilant about these things. And I think those kinds of normal human responses are just a, you know, leftover from, from all of that. And so we just need to retrain ourselves to not have that knee-jerk response. And when those thoughts come in, to just kind of, I like to say, I kind of wave at them and go, hey, yeah, I I see you, but I'm not going to listen today. I'm going to listen to something else. And then when you listen to the something else, like you just said, that's where the dare it it and do it come from. And so it, it isn't, I don't mean this to sound flip, but it has not been difficult for me to create what I want because I simply did what I just shared. Instead of dismissing those desires that would pop up, I've just learned not to do that. I've learned to listen to them and respond, listen to them and respond instead of dismissing. So, you know, everybody seems to think that it takes some big, massive transformational shift, blah, 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 to make your dreams start to actually happen in real life, but it isn't. It's simply taking a moment and then going, okay, wait a minute. If I actually want that, what is something I could do? And then guess what? You'll have another flood of ideas for what you could do. (laughs) You just pick one and you go with it. So that's the first thing that I would say is that that word that you used about habit is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's for me, like I've always said, this is something I've been saying for a long time. Human beings are creatures of habits, right? And then we totally forget. (laughs) We've, we create these habits and, and totally forget that we created them, you know? And I remember like seeing, because I remember loving habits, 
because I love to accomplish things. So in my work, what I would do is I would say, okay, well, I want to go from there to there and I want to do it fast and I want to do it efficiently. And I'd be like, okay, well, if I, if I'm a creature of habit and I remember that I have to do this, 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 then I'm going to be like super efficient the more that I do the process. Like this is literally how I would work in my job. That's how I got into customer relationship management. You know, like I would go into companies and I would listen to what they're doing and I'd be like, okay, well, this is going to happen. The phone's going to ring this, you know, and I just path it throughout Mm -hmm. the thing. And the more that I worked in the business of CRM, the more that I saw that at one point, you actually need to fine tune the mm-hmm. habit. Like you need to, okay, so when once you create it, that's good, but then it's not set it and forget it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, okay, well now, now it's working. Well, if something's not working anymore, then something's changed. Let's look and, and see what it is. And that was how my brain was working already. And then when I started learning that thoughts, were I had habits of thinking wow like it was just it's just a habit and it totally transformed how how I was doing mm-hmm. you know like I I could start seeing how I had a series of already formed thoughts about things like just example our interaction you know when I saw your thing you know it would have been like oh my god I can't do that. She's better than me. You know, like I would have all of these things and I yeah. go, that's true. And then I would have said, okay, I, I understand. You don't want to see me. Like I would have made up whatever, whatever I would have made up in that moment. But like, if we just, if we can just be aware of that's what's going on mm-hmm. and then kind of get perspective on it and kind of go, is it though? Really? is it true? Then you can move on and and dare to just stop listening to that thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And what you just said about going into these companies and, you know, seeing what was happening in their process and then realizing that you're going to need to fine tune things. I find that to be true in this situation too, because at at every, I, I don't want this to sound like it's a grade, but like at every level you go further, there's still another level to get to. So it's not like you can just go, oh, well, I answered that desire. So that's done. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't work like that. It's like you hear one and you act on it. And then you start to hear more from that deeper part of yourself. And you're like, whoa, okay, there's more. So am I going to listen to that and act on it? I think I am, you know, so it doesn't just end with one. It, it's, it's more of a, a, a lifestyle shift that you have to commit to and you have to recommit to it. I really feel like I commit and recommit every single day to living more in this kind of way and in this space of unknown, you know, because I don't really want to be in that habitual zone where I'm making decisions, but they're mostly unconscious ones. I want more in my, more of my decisions to be conscious choices that I'm making, that I'm giving my energy to, because 
what I've seen as a coach and, you know, in my experience over the last few years is that everything we do is coming from a decision we're making. We just may not be aware that we're making the decision, but we are, Yeah, we are, we're in charge, <laughs> you know, we've made up these rules, whether we've done it consciously or unconsciously. And so my aim for now going on eight years has been to live way more consciously and try to spot those places where I'm not and do something to change that. Yeah. It's kind of like, I have a girlfriend who calls it waking up, you know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes I'd be like, well, did you notice this? And she was like, oh man, I was asleep to that. Can, you know, (laughs) again, wake me up, just let me know. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's just, it's an interesting conversation, you know, like the, just wake up to what you're doing. I kind of like, I had it as a own it. Like the only way that you can change it is if you own it. Like, so mm-hmm. like, cause a long t- for a long time, I would deny things, you know, like, no, I'm not like that. No. But then obviously it was just persisting, you know, mm-hmm. until I just saw myself and owned it. And then mm-hmm. it was, you know, a lot of times it's not good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But I know now that it, it just moves me towards more and more of the life that I want, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I, I, and, and sometimes I go back to when I was a kid, you know, I used to love, my mom would lose me, <laughs> you know, like we go walking in, like we go to the store. If she dropped my hand, hmm, forget it. I was <laughs> gone. I, I was like meeting people and, you know, like stranger danger <laughs> really work for me. And at one point she tied me, she used to have me on a leash. Like we go to the store, mm-hmm. I, I was on a, a harness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see that that's what I like. Like I, I love to meet people and, and I, I love to be open. And I saw at one point that I would close myself, you know, close mm-hmm. and close and close. And I got to a certain point in my life where I was depressed and I was unhappy and, you know, my life sucked and, and all of that stuff. And then I just started to, to own my thinking. I, I think that the understanding of the three principles totally helped me. Um, but like, I would hear things like, you know, everything's the same, yet everything is different. Like these kind of, these kind of look, little snippets would make me go, what? Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Talk to me more about this everything's the same yet everything is different because I had a fear of changing Mm, mm -hmm. right I don't think Mm -hmm. I'm alone in that like in your experience have you met have you understood that or seen people having fear of change yes for sure because they have forgotten something and I say this all the time I mean this if if you listen to me at all going forward, you'll hear me say this over and over again. They've forgotten that they have always had the answer for every question. Mm. We always have the answer. We always have the solution. We always have had the answer and the solution, and we always will. So when people are nervous about making a change, even if it's a change they really, really want, it's because they're afraid that something's going to happen 
that they don't like, there's going to be some negative consequence or whatever, and they're not going to know what to do and their life's going to fall apart. And I literally spend most of my time when I talk to people about these things, reminding them of this fact that can't happen because you have always known what to do. There has not been a single instance in your life when you haven't known what to do, when you haven't had an answer to a question. So we can put that fear over there. And if it shows up, we can just kind of, again, just go, hey, I, hi, I'm, I'm not going there, you know? Yeah, I add to that. And sometimes the answer is, I don't know. Oh, see, I disagree with that. Really? I never That's let so- anyone say that to me, ever. Okay. My daughter, no, no one in my life can say, I don't know, because everybody knows. Okay. You do know. You just don't want to say it. Uh, oftentimes when people say, I don't know what to do, it's because they don't want to acknowledge what they really want because they think they can't make it happen and they will be disappointed. There's like this whole spin out thing that happens from, I don't know. Uh, I'll give you an example of, of something where uh, my daughter is at a point in her life where she's making some new career choices and she was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do. And I was like, that's not true. You do know what you want to do. And within a couple of days, she was like, I actually do know what I want to do. It's just looks really risky. And it looks like I don't know if I can do it, but I know what I want to do. And that is always what happens. Whenever I press someone on that, they always know the answer to what they want or what even the next step would be. They are simply listening out of habit to all those fearful thoughts that come in and say, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? You won't know what to do. But I remind them, you've always known what to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's not a phrase that's allowed in my world. <laughs> I, I, I allow it in the sense that in that moment, there's too much noise. Just don't feed it because it will come. The answer will come. If you mm-hmm. don't have that answer, if you don't have that answer immediately, just don't do anything right now. <laughs> Too yeah. much noise going on. <laughs> Let it go. The answer right now is I don't know. But you, I agree with that. You always know what See, you want to do. I would say if, if it were me, yeah. I would say I have the answer. I'm just waiting for it. I don't like to say I don't know because that does not ring true to me. So if that happens for me, I say, I know that the answer is here. I'm just waiting for it to make itself seen. Yeah. And I often, I have a funny thing that I do that people just laugh at me for, but I don't care. So I'll tell you what it is. So if I'm looking at a situation and new ideas just are not, coming to me. I will, before I go to bed, I will say, I want to wake up tomorrow with a new idea about this. And invariably the idea comes to me five minutes later after I've just about fallen asleep. So I have pen and paper. So I write it down uh, or I email it to myself. I pick up my phone and email it to myself so I don't forget it. Or in the morning, I will have at least one new idea and it can come in many forms. It can come from me it can come from an email that somebody sends me. It can come from something I read. It just never fails because there's always an answer. We always have an answer. We just may not see it 
right in that second, as you said, but it's always there somewhere. You kind of like, you're kind of like, but by doing that, you're kind of opening your eyes figuratively, obviously yes, uh-huh. to, to seeing something mm-hmm. come. Um, yeah, it's, it's about the seeing. I have That's a girlfriend nice. that just like, it's like, what are you seeing? Cause I, I use that word a lot. Like, Oh, I'm seeing that. And she's like, what are you seeing? It, well, it's a within seeing. It's like, it's not an eye seeing. It's just a knowing seeing. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's interesting how that happens more often as we drop that old habit of shutting off our desires and our wants and all of those things and our dreams as we start to allow those to have more space and just more air, if you will, opportunities that have always been there start to become more obvious. We can see them. Whereas before we kind of had these blinders on and now it's suddenly like, oh, wow, there's an opportunity that's probably been there for five years. I never saw it until now or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. You you do get a new vision. Yeah. You kind of, it's like also you're, you're holding on to breath, right? Like when you, you're keep listening to these things, like there's a, you you get closed up. You have, it's like, you're holding on to breath. And I love that. You know, you said, give them air. Like, cause for me, it's about breathing. It's about inspiring, Mm -hmm. just inspire life into you. Like, you know, stop holding on to that breath with all these old thoughts that you created in 1975 <laughs> you know it's like it's really like I remember you know this phrase there are these phrases that keep coming up you know in the world that we are in we've got these phrases that keep coming up and one of them is you know there's there's no present there's no past there's just now you know this kind of like when somebody would say this to me I'd be like yeah yeah Thank you. Thank you for the saying. I've heard the saying, you know, <laughs> I've heard it, been there, done that. When I really heard it, when I really like went, wait a second. So the past is gone. Mm-hmm. Wait, the present doesn't, the, the, the future doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I can only do now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you now, <laughs> and I got the chills it's a different come from, right? Mm-hmm. It's a different, I hear it from a different space yes. inside me. Mm-hmm. And it totally transformed how I look at things, my relationships, like, you know, like I used to be upset with my brothers. I used to be upset with my father. I Now it's just kind of like, okay, well, who, who is he right now? Who, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. just like, wow. And also it goes back to what we were saying about we have this idea that we have to know all of the future steps that we have to take in order to create something that we want. And obviously that isn't how life works. It's not how we're designed. We can't know that. And so that's why I always say, well, everybody knows one thing they could do right now towards what they want. Uh, And so you just start with that. 
That's all. You don't, you, you can't know the rest. That's not how we are made. So if we can just put that idea off to the side and go, okay, well, you're here now. What can you do now towards what you want? Then it, it gets much simpler because you don't have to have all of the answers before you begin. That's another thing that I think stops people. Yeah. That's, listen, I, I look at my business and that's what I see also, you know, in my business. Like I work with coaches who are trying to do something and they're making up that it should go in a specific way and that they don't know what the next step is going to be. And I'm like, well, just do one first and then you'll know because once you're there, you'll know what's going on, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I feel like there's some very strong societal influence here over I've talked about this a lot recently over in enjoying watching people who take risks and admiring them. And at the same time, we have another conversation going on that says, don't do the risky thing. <laughs> you know, It's this very combative relationship we've got going on here that I feel really contributes to people's reluctance to step forward and do something. Like I said, on the one hand, we look at people who take chances and we think, wow, aren't they brave and all of that. And then at the same time, we're like, yeah, but that's really risky. What if they lose everything? I don't want to lose everything. So I'm just going to stay put. And we, we really need to rethink all of that because as I said, what is the risk? What is the risk? To me, the risk is so much greater to not do what you want to do because I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to the end of my life and feel like I didn't live it. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, why didn't I do the things that I really wanted to do? You know, if you're in business for yourself, you know, why didn't I just set up the business the way that I wanted to? And, and sell the things that I wanted to sell instead of the things that people told me I ought to or whatever. You know, there's just so many ways that that plays out. And I don't want to end up like that. Yeah. It's not what I want. I, I, I fully agree with you. I fully mm -hmm. agree with you. I think I, I had a conversation with Fiona Jacob once. I don't know if you know her. She's anyway, she's a three principles practitioner and she was my mentor for a little while. And she said, you know, everything lies in the unknown. And I, and, and, you know, when she first said it, I was kind of like, oh, no, I need to know. I need to know. But I see more and more that, yeah, it's like, because the stuff that's happening in my life right now, I never knew could happen. And I'm happy that I didn't know because I would have probably made up some crap you know but right mm -hmm. now it's like it's it's just kind of like okay well what did, wait I don't know what could happen here now I'm like I'm curious about the unknown and seeing what it's like you know isn't so. that a fun shift yes because I agree with that to me the unknown is where all of our creativity is and all of our capability is and that's where everything comes from because Every single thing you're looking at in your environment right now 
started in the unknown. Somebody didn't have something and then they had an idea for what this cup should look like or whatever, you know? And so then they made it. For me, it's like the phone. Right. I know this is, you know, a computer now that you can hold in your hand. I mean, just, you look at those things and they all came from there. And yet we, we, this is just, I I just believe that this is conditioning. We, we need to, as I said, very early on in the conversation, we need to retrain ourselves to live from the truth, which is the truth. The truth is that we always know what to do. We have the unknown. We get ideas from there. Those propel us forward if we act on them. And it's almost like I've used this analogy before, but it's like we're sitting in front of this huge buffet table full of everything we could ever want. We're sitting there and we're looking down at this tiny little plate of peas and we think that's those are our options. And if we just raised our gaze a little bit, we would see, oh my gosh, there is everything I could ever want. I simply have to look in that direction and there it is. And, you know, there's no, there's just no risk involved in listening to yourself and answering that. Every single time I've done that, it's been an incredible experience. No matter what the outcome was, it doesn't even matter. To me, the outcome isn't even the point anymore. It's just not the point. The point is, how do I want to be living? And I want to be living from this unknown every day. I want to be living on that edge every day. I don't care what the outcome is. I want to be living in that exciting, exhilarating way. To me, that's what a dream life is. It's not that I live in France. That's really cool. It's way more about my internal self and what's going on there. Where am I living within myself? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we evolve. Like, that's it. Like, the life is is it, it's it, it, when you were talking a little earlier and you were you were talking about about habit and about knowing and about I, I kind of saw that it's like it's funny because I was thinking of relationships you know like these I'm going to say girls even men women and men they're kind of like okay I'm going to find a relationship you know and then they make up this ideal relationship of how it should be and then they find somebody and then it doesn't work out because they think that that's the end you know like it's no it's a living breathing thing it's something that you 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 do every single day it's it it's not like okay now now I found the person in my dreams that's it uh I'm done no then you'd be dead if you, you know it's about living life yeah, and we can't, we can't, in my view, we can't really live the life we're meant to live if we keep saying no to what is calling to us. I don't see how that's possible. And I always look at it this way we've been given these dreams and desires for some reason. I don't know why that's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not that enlightened or whatever to know. I don't know why. I just know that we have them. So if there's some 
rule that people have been living under that says you can't listen and listen to those desires and dreams and act on them. That's simply a rule that was made up by somebody that makes no sense in terms of how human beings actually operate. So can we start living more the way that we're designed to live instead of by some weird set of rules that was made up by whoever? Yeah. Just like the three, the tree does a tree. You got to do you. Yeah, exactly. You know, a tree doesn't question itself. It doesn't worry about where its nutrients are going to come from tomorrow. It does what it does today because it's a tree that does what it does. So I, I use those kinds of examples all the time because human beings are no different from, from any other creature or living thing. And we, we like to think that we are, but in my view, we're not. We're all in this natural world and we're all allowed to grow to our fullest height. I will sometimes say in the talks that I give, what would happen if a single, cause I'm from the California, I'm from California and I've been to the big redwood trees all the time. What would happen if just one of those trees decided not to grow to its full height? What if it decided it wasn't worthy of being that tall and it decided it was going to try to contain itself into a smaller form than what it was naturally meant to be? And I, I often think that would have massive ramifications if just a single tree did that. Well, human beings all over the world who are in situations where they can choose what to do are stunting their own growth unconsciously or consciously. And in my view, that's why we're such a mess as a humanity. I believe if every single person were given the freedom to grow to their full height, to express themselves the way they want to, to listen to those deep desires and act on them, we would have nirvana or whatever you want to call it <laughs> utopia i i really believe that and that's one of the reasons why i'm doing what i'm doing it sounds like what why you're doing what you're doing yeah yeah i get i get so inspired by people who just all of a sudden see something that's so simple yet you can see in their face that it's kind of like it just opened up the world to them it's mm -hmm. just gorgeous Mm -hmm. So, Mary, thank you so much. Thanks, Jasmine. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you very <laughs> much for accepting the invitation. If people want to see, you know, learn a little bit about you, what's your website again? It's my name, MaryShiller.com. And you can also find me on Instagram under the same handle, Mary Schiller. Fantastic. Well, thank, thank you. you again. You're and, welcome. Uh, Everybody else, I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.